It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. Always, always good to have you here. I'm excited. Today on the show, we have Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for consumers and employees. He's also been inducted as a super lawyer, as well as America's uh, America's most trusted lawyers for his work as an employee, as an employment lawyer. Norm Blumenthal, welcome to the show. Good to be there, Bert. Uh, nice to be back, and uh, here we go, coming into the fall. People slowly getting back to work as uh, everybody hopefully out there will have the common sense enough if you're uh, at least over uh, 18 to uh, get vaccinated and um, protect yourself and others because not only when you aren't vaccinated uh, do, do you expose yourself, you expose your family to uh, potential uh, COVID virus. So that's just a uh, advertisement <laughs> to start <laughs> off with. Uh, what I really want to talk about today is uh, in California, we've had, uh, you know, we saw Governor uh, Newsom uh, defeated the recall, which was an indication of, uh, you know, how blue California is. And hopefully the trend uh, will extend across the country and this uh, red tide uh, can subside. Uh, that's all that's brought us is uh, death and destruction and, and low wages and uh, runaway pricing on um, housing and, and other goods. So there, there is a better way. And uh, California uh, it w- it will lead the way. We're the fifth largest economy in the world. And uh, we're uh, deep blue, as, as deep blue you, as you can get it. And I, a couple of uh, new laws have uh, passed uh, overwhelmingly in, in our House and, uh, and Senate in California that are going to help to uh, uh, change the tide. Uh, one of them is the in, uh, employer uh, wage theft uh, law. This is now on the uh, governor's desk. And uh, the problem is in, in wage theft, this is where, this is the practice that I'm in, where the uh, employers um, don't uh, pay for off-the-clock work. In other words, show up early and, and then work for, you know, 15, 20 minutes getting started and then clock in. Um, uh, work through your meal breaks but show that you've taken them. Work through your rest breaks but show that you've taken them. And the numbers add up, and it's basically wage theft uh, last year in California was over $2 billion dollars. So wow. you get, to, you, yeah, you you know these little uh, small dollars. Well, it's really not a big deal. It's only 50, fifteen minutes here, thirty minutes there, fifteen minutes here. It adds up, and uh, it it's it's pretty much out of control. We we try to um, uh, work work through it and and review it in our uh, private attorney general act cases, which has done a good job of keeping it down. But the floodgates are still there. And um, what's ended up happening is that we passed a what's what's called the uh, employer employer uh, wage uh, theft law, and that now, if you uh, an employer is found to have uh, intentionally um, 
taken more than $950 withheld from one worker or $2,350 for two or more during a 12-month period. And he did it intentionally. I mean, there has to be a, what's called a mental state has to be with it that, you know, he knew he was he was stealing the money. Um, he's subject to uh, potential charge of, of grand theft felony, which is three years in prison. So hopefully, wow. uh, yeah, it's going to be a real deterrent. It is a wow. Uh, it's going to be a real deterrent. Um, hopefully it will cut down on, on this wage theft. Uh, you know, we've put a dent in it with the Private Attorney General Act, we think. But um, people are always surprised that it's um, it's still rampant. Uh, and if it's rampant in California, you can only imagine uh, how awful it is in the rest of the country where there are no Private Attorney General Act and there's really nobody enforcing uh, this wage theft um, with off-the-clock work. So you you get to see the picture that uh, people are working uh, longer hours and um, with less pay, and it's it's something that uh, needs to be the focus of of our government um, in the in the you know, federal government and our state governments, and we need to elect um, people across the country that um, are pro-worker. And we, right. this, we we don't have. Well, you know what I tell you. What was interesting about this bill? Uh, the thing that surprised me most about this bill is that it got a lot of support from Republicans as well as Democrats. It was, you know, not not necessarily even, but it was. It did receive a lot of support from Republicans, which really surprised me. Well, these are California Republicans. Yeah, actually, the bill passed the Assembly sixty-one to nothing. So it were, the few Republicans we still have left in the, in the legislature, yeah, they, they, they agreed with it because they, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, California Chamber of Commerce, they had worked out um, some other provisions in it and made sure that it only applied, didn't apply to inadvertent um, issues. It applied to those that uh, had it set as a intentional policy. So with that, they took it off their, what's called their list of job killer bills. And right. uh, then once it got off of that list, then they voted for it because they know, and you know, they're not going to get reelected unless they are pro-worker. And and this is really coming into the next election. This is really what the Democrats and the rest of the country need to focus on. You know, I think um, Biden and his crew and the, and Pelosi and and Schumer, they're just all have the wrong focus the focus they have is uh, raise taxes tax the rich and uh, take that money and then spend it on um, whatever they want to spend it on I mean I think their spending ideas are you know it certainly have merit but how they're doing it uh, doesn't I think if they were to ask the the captains of industry and the one percenters uh, here's your choice we can raise the minimum wage to uh, $15 and uh, across the board in in this country, and we won't increase the capital gains tax uh, as, as a difference because there will be more people making money and paying more income taxes and more money to spend and uh, increase the economy. I think you have overwhelming support for that. But there's, they never focused on that. They gave up on the minimum wage bill. And now people are stuck with a $7.25 minimum wage across the country. Well, 
I mean, you get what you deserve, of course. When you vote for a Republican, you're going to get that. But you vote for the Democrat, and you still don't get an increase. So I think uh, people get frustrated. Workers get frustrated. You know, who am I going to vote for that's going to stand up for workers? And there's just nobody out there that um, the Democrats uh, that will stand up even on the progressive end of the Democratic Party. They don't talk about workers. It's the same thing. Tax the rich and uh, spend the money on whatever you you want to spend the money on, whatever programs you have, and it, it doesn't get you there. That's the problem. It doesn't get you to the finish line. Really, studies have shown that today's minimum wage should be $25 an hour. Right. If you if you go back and look at statistically, and you work through the, uh, the 1960s to the present, $25 an hour should be the minimum wage. And, 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 and you know what? And, and, and to put this in perspective, look, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. You know, our job is to try to keep things as lean as possible. But from a conscious uh, side, for, from just being a, a decent human being, I would hate terribly for one of my employees that I'm paying, you know, 12, 15 bucks an hour who still can't pay their bills. Yeah. I think that, yes, we're all, we all want to make a bunch of profit. Absolutely. That's what entrepreneurs and capitalists want to do. And that's the mark of a good business. But at the same time, your employees can make or break your business. And if your employees are unhappy or if they're scared, if they can't pay their bills because they simply don't make enough money, then that's just not good business. And, and again, I want to separate this from people who make good money and squander their money. They're, you know, money. I'm not talking about money mismanagement. I'm talking about, you know, if you're living in a place like, uh, like, well, let's say California, even Arizona now, housing has gotten extremely difficult, extremely expensive. Uh, food is on the rise. You know, you have to be a special kind of human to pay somebody 10 or 12 bucks an hour and expect them to be happy. At 15 bucks an hour, I think you and I have talked about this before. At 15 bucks an hour, you're, you're, you're right there at the poverty line. You, you know, you're basically living to pay rent, and that's it. At yeah. 25 bucks an hour, it, it's still it's, – it's, it's obviously way better than 15 bucks an hour, but – Again, it, it should be the minimum. We right. have to be we have to be able to make money not at the expense of our employees. We have to be able to deliver good service, good quality products that our consumers are willing to pay whatever to receive. And, and a, a good example to me is like Apple products. You know, these guys aren't cheap. These guys put out great quality. You have people lined up around the block to get the latest and the greatest. They don't care that that they can get a a similar product at a cheaper price. They're willing to pay the Apple price because they believe in the product. And so, you know, whether you sell coffee or you sell computers, it's the same thing. If you deliver a good experience to your customers, they're going to come back. Yeah. You know, I totally agree with you. This is, you know, at at twenty five dollars an hour, that's fifty two thousand a year in 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 salary, 
at uh, fifteen dollars an hour, that's thirty thousand a year. You know, you're you're barely over the poverty level. And and I think people, <clears throat> older people, they don't realize that, that that these numbers are real numbers. People cannot live on this. So again, look look at our Democrats. How they failed the worker. The Democrats should be saying, we don't want to raise capital gains tax. We don't want to raise the income tax. What we want to do is raise the the minimum wage for your workers. So if you get behind this at $25 an hour minimum wage, uh, we can all get together on not raising the uh, taxes on capital gains and and on um, uh, uh, the rich because we're going to give them the companies the shareholders. So it's really who takes the hit. The shareholders are going to have less profits. So everybody out there is a shareholder. Would you be willing to have uh, the company you own uh, stock in take a little bit less profit uh, for a while until they raise prices, um, take a little bit less profit so that everybody can share in um, the wealth and your capital gains tax won't go up and your income tax won't go up. I think the trade-off would be something that, that people could live with. But right. are the, the Democrats have completely failed the worker in this country, and I think they got to be called out on it. You know, because I and what ends up happening is instead of getting Democrats that are pro worker, we're going to get Republicans uh, back in office that are pro employer, that are are not going to change the minimum wage, but they're not going to pass any type of infrastructure bill or any type of human uh, rights bills or protections because they're not going to be able to do it because uh, that's who the Republicans are. And as we said, this is an adversary system. And it's it's management and labor. And once people realize that, and once our politicians realize that, and most important, I mean, in California, we just uh, passed another bill. It's on the uh, governor's desk. It's the warehouse bill targeting Amazon. If you want to talk about it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, this. Yeah, let's talk about this. This is a real sweatshop. all these big warehouses and people that work there know it because your supervisor is not a person. Your supervisor is an algorithm. And it's one you don't know what, what your productivity is, but every employee by an algorithm has a certain amount of productivity that they're expected to uh, perform to in the time that they have uh, work, working there. So when you're, you're, they're almost like a mouse on a treadmill. And, you know, the, the faster you spin, the faster it goes, and the, and the more you get nowhere. And so this, what they end up doing is they voluntarily, quote, 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 end quote, um, don't take their breaks. They don't take their rest breaks. They don't take their lunch breaks. They um, actually don't take their bathroom breaks. They bring cups with them to, the, uh, to their job location so that they can uh, satisfy this algorithm. And uh, we've just passed passed along California. We're ending this. They have to tell the worker what his productivity goals are, and they have to ensure that the employees take all these breaks as a as a public health safety matter. They have to disclose productivity and quotas um, that prevent them from taking their breaks. And th- this is really just a foot a first step. You know, more will that go into and and. These employees won't be entitled to get injunctive relief, 
But um, more and more, the workers are organizing. In California now, uh, Governor Newsom, to uh, prevail, you know, he finally tilted towards the worker. And um, he just passed, he just signed into law also legislation that allows uh, people to build more than one unit on their residential property. And local ordinances are trumped by the state law. So that's hopefully going to help the uh, affordability of, of housing besides. But it, it all works together, Bert. You, you need to get the, the wages up, and you need law to protect um, employees from wage theft and from um, productivity quotas. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it kind of reminds me of what was done with um, the truckers. Uh, you know, there was a point in, in our history where uh, truckers were really abused. Uh, I mean, it, it, they were given no breaks. They had to drive at they had to drive all night or all day, putting themselves and everybody else at risk. And that practice still goes on today. They just caught somebody, uh, do, you know, some employer doing the same thing with the trucker. They basically threatened his job because he wanted to pull over and take a uh, take his break, and they wanted him to keep going. And yeah. and they basically, you know, he the whole thing was recorded. And, and you know, here's an employer. I'm not going to mention the name, uh, but it's a big trucking company and it's ba- and it, it, it and it basically tried to intimidate this 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 worker this trucker to getting back on the road and the trucker says i am exhausted i cannot go any further and 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 you know the same thing you know with some of these warehouse employees that they, they sometimes put themselves at risk uh, they're they're dealing with heavy machinery at times. They're dealing with uh, things that are high up on the shelf that can fall on people. Uh, safety is super important. Sometimes we take it for granted, and we don't think that it's a big deal. But when somebody is tired, when somebody is, um, you know, whatever, just just not getting enough rest, this is where accidents happen. And yep. then and then. The employer doesn't want to pay for the accident. Well, yeah, on the job, work is, is workers' comp, and all they have to pay is whatever the, uh, the workers' comp uh, schedule tells them. To, you know, that That's an OSHA issue, and it's a workers' comp issue. That's a whole other setting. But you're right in terms of uh, the, the truck drivers, and the, the Republicans have protected the trucking company through uh, federal laws. And so it's interstate commerce, and these laws trump the uh, state laws. So that's that's the problem that we're facing again. It, it's really a red-blue issue, Bert. Uh, and it's not only is it blue, you have to have blue pro-worker blue, because right now we have this uh, anti-employer, um, uh, uh, this anti-management, but it's not pro-employee and that is our real problem it's anti-management and it's it all it is is tax and spend and that's where the democrats are going to get slaughtered again in the next election because they've gone back to their old ways of tax and spend and they've uh, ignored the worker um and just in in congress um yesterday they were were unable to pass the uh, drug legislation 
um, because of uh, the existence of some pro-drug company Democrats, along with the Republicans, that um, aren't going to allow dr- um, the federal government to bid on uh, drug pricing um, as, as a unit to keep the price down. So we have these crazy drug prices for, for drugs that, that people can't afford. Right. So it's and it's the Democrats. They only have themselves to blame. But in California, uh, we've you know we're setting an example. This is the way to go, and uh, you have to rest of everybody in the rest of the country has to look to California to see the laws that work, especially our the the, the Democrats across the country to see what works and promote it in their states. That's how they'll get elected by being pro worker. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and, and it's uh, what do you call it? Just like you said, we we have this adversarial system, and sometimes this adversarial system is a pain in the butt. But it, it, and a lot of times, it helps us to be better. It gives us those checks and balances. And I also agree with you that the Democrats have done a really lousy job of securing their. Their, their constituents securing the uh, the employees because, you know, for the longest time, that's what Democrats were really well known for. But they've gotten away from that. They have gotten away from it, and they've um, they're away from it because of the social issues. Of course, uh, as you can see from the abortion issue, it's uh, now it's women, poor women, cannot not uh, have access to uh, health care, and it's a public health care issue. And uh, they should have the right to decide for themselves within a rel- within a reasonable period of time whether or not they want to continue with their uh, their pregnancy or not. And this isn't what we're we're seeing. We're seeing these draconian, ridiculous laws because the uh, Republicans control these state legislatures and the United States Supreme Court, which is just a puppet for the uh, right wing uh, political uh, group and. That's what we're seeing. So the social issues, they captured all those, and by in so doing, they've captured the vote of the workers. So that's unfortunately where we are. And twenty some odd states still have a minimum wage of seven dollars and twenty five cents, if you can believe that. That's fifteen thousand dollars a year. Who can live on on that? No one. Not you even can't Mississippi. Can't even pay rent. You cannot even pay your rent on that kind of money. And everybody buys and, online, so the pricing is uh, now is 52 state pricing, and so you end up uh, you can't possibly you can't. There's no food. There's no way. You know, you have uh, people with children. They can't have hire childcare that they, to get a job to uh, protect. You know, to feed their family, and so it's a vicious cycle now for 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 poverty. And it's worse than it's ever been, and it's getting worse. And you hear this old saw, you know, oh, we raised the minimum wage. We won't be able to hire as many people. You'll figure it out. The employers will figure it out. They'll hire the people. They'll raise the prices. So what? I'm happy to pay more for goods and goods and services, knowing that the money is, is going into the hands of the employees as opposed to, to increasing the uh, profit margin of the, of the company and the bonuses for the, uh, for the management of the employees. That's where I'd love to see the money go with these, these companies, but it's, it's not happening because the laws don't put it there. And until they do, 
It's not going to happen. And until we get pro-worker Democrats um, in in our in Congress and in our state legislature, it's it's not going to happen. You know, this pro-tax and spend Democratic group is a failure. It's it's been a failure before. It elected Ronald Reagan um, and elected all these other Republicans, and and this is where we are, and it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it, it is. It is. I don't know. I, I find it very startling that uh, that again that the Democrats seem to have lost their way, and they've gotten off their uh, uh, their targeted agenda. They're they're just. They seem to be very reactive instead of being proactive. Right, and you know the tax and spend just doesn't work, and it, it's a dividing line that divides everybody. Because at the end of the day, they can argue, well, we're gonna, not going to tax anybody um, over who makes over four hundred thousand dollars a year. But it, it, at the end of the day, people all think they're going to eventually make over $400,000 a year. So they they all figure this is eventually going to affect me, and they think that um, these taxes will then uh, be reduced, and uh, the, the amount, the threshold will be reduced, and then it will affect everybody, especially capital gains tax, you know, theoretically affects everybody. And right. So it's, it's well, you know, it's, it's a vicious circle, and they blew it. They blew it right at the beginning when they abandoned the raising the minimum wage. That should have been yep. the issue that they went to, went to war on. And then they gave up on the voting rights bill, and so we're just going to have more Republicans in all these state legislatures. So they continue to give up on what's important, and they're fighting for this $3.5 trillion budget bill, which all it does is raise taxes and spends more. Um, you know, the spending goals are noble. But the, the uh, raising taxes is going to be the big dividing line. It's going to be the death knell for the Democrats again in, tw- in right, 2022. Right. And, and something I want to point out that you, that we have talked about before is the velocity of money. Look, you raise you raise a minimum wage, and people the people who get this raise will spend the money, which helps the economy. That that circulation of money. Every time somebody spends money, they're paying for somebody else's wages. That's exactly and, right. And, and it's one of those things that 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 if if you're able to get more and more people spending money, consumer confidence goes up. Uh, now now employers are are actually making more profit, so they can afford to hire more people, and it just it creates that circle of life, for lack of better terms, the economy. Uh, you know, is dependent on people spending money. And when they're not making enough money, they can't spend it. They can't save it. They can't buy houses. They can't buy cars. They, you know, they're, they're, they're living in fear. The economy starts to contract. Yeah. Rising tide floats all ships. And, you know, we talked about velocity of money. You give a a millionaire um, an extra hundred thousand dollars a year it's it's going to go into either the stock market or savings, wherever it's going to go, but it's not going to be spent. You give a guy uh, making uh, uh, $15,000 a year an extra uh, $30,000, every penny will be spent, I can tell you that. And it'll go back into the economy where you want it to go. And the companies that give him that kind of money, their their productivity will go up. They will get more more sales, and the economy can take off. But right now, 
the, the way it's looking is it's not going to happen that way. It's except in California, you know, where we're fifteen dollars across the board now is the bottom line number in California for the minimum wage, and we're heading for twenty-five. I mean, it's just the way it is because the economy here is booming. You know, we 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 have a booming economy, and believe me, the taxes here are high. There's no question about it for everybody. The state taxes are are high, and so we, we manage with that. And uh, that, that's a problem with Democrats out here also. But by the same token, not only do they raise taxes, they raise wages. And so it's, it, we, get, it, we at least get the, the important part done, which brings in the voters, which makes this a blue state. And it, we're able to then further protect workers, further raise the minimum wage, further attract good labor. I mean, if you're... Uh, out there and you need a job, um, where are you going to search for a job? A place you can make $25 an hour, a place you can make $7 an hour. You know, so it, we attract the labor force, a good labor force that, that can perform all these services, and that's where people want to live. Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. As always, my friend, thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to having you back again soon. All right, Bert. Always a pleasure. Take care. Good stuff there from lawyer Norm Blumenthal. Uh, If you have questions about Norm, if you want to pick his brain, if you think he's wrong, check him out at BAMLawCA. That's B-A-M LawCA.com, BAMLawCA.com. Check him out. As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by and supporting the show. Remember, you were created to compete. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.